Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today my guest is Wade Braffy. He's an entrepreneur and the founder of GoMobi, a company that specializes in transforming organizational cultures by integrating software and training with a mission to help professionals and businesses proactively support their team members' growth. GoMobi offers a unique solution compared to conventional HR tools. Hi, and thank you for making the time to be with us today, Wayne. Tatiana, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and interact and share with your audience. Wonderful. Let's start with my standard first question, a bit of a background. Tell me a little bit about yourself and and how did you get to do what you do today? Yeah, I love to answer that question. So my background is is diverse. I started out in finance uh, in the world of private equity, working with CEOs to acquire profitable businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. We were a very small firm, so very high transaction volume, working across many different industries. So got a broad exposure to a lot of different uh, leadership styles, a lot of different types of businesses, and developed my passion for business there. I decided uh, some years into that, that era that I wanted to make a change, and I went to a technology startup. Uh, which was a fantastic experience. I joined to help them scale their commercial team and commercialize a brand new product, something that had never been introduced to the market before. Um, We very quickly, especially uh, fueled by the pandemic, grew exceptionally fast. So when I came on, um, the team had already reached 40 people, which is pretty sizable. but we grew over two years to 160 people. Oh. And what we experienced in that, uh, in that transition from to, to grow that big to quadruple in size um, was that a lot of the norms that we had when we were a smaller team working together as even 40 people did not scale 160. Mm. So yeah, and it's, it's it, I don't know if you've, you've seen it with other clients, but the, the way that we interact with each other when we are a part of a small group is very personal. And when you start mm-hmm. to scale up and new people come in, they haven't been, they don't have the kind of relationship, especially in a hybrid work setting. We were, we were mostly fully remote, but trying mm-hmm. to do our best to bring people together a lot of the time. Um, those became they be the, the any sort of small thing became amplified because now we have all these new people that don't know each other as well. We they don't mm-hmm. all, they don't understand as quickly some of the cultural norms that the business has when you're, when you're rapidly scaling up, um, everybody's bringing their different perspective together. Um, and so to, to take a, a step into what we're doing now and the business that I've started along with my co-founders, Old Sarda, um, we have designed and implemented a method and a, and a software system that helps companies who are scaling address some of these challenges of culture and, mm. and developing people. Um, when you start to bring people in, or even if you're a company that's growing and promoting people internally, one of the things that happens is that managers don't always have the chance to get trained. Um, and you, even if you have the best intentions and the, and the company is working proactively to bring in HR software and, and address some of these things, a lot of these platforms are what we would describe as defensive platforms. They're, they're designed to help with compliance. They're designed to help with uh, reporting of different things. They're not designed to help people do their best work. And they're mm-hmm. not designed to strengthen the company's culture around that. 
So mm-hmm. that's what we decided. That that's the difference between us and major market products. Um, we see a, a opportunity in the market here. These companies are shifting into this fully hybrid setting. Um, in it, it, it going forward. So even beyond the the pandemic mm-hmm. years, um, and we see uh, companies becoming more interested in providing coaching and teaching people these tools because it's what employees want. So mm-hmm. if you want to create a, a a good work experience, these things are becoming more and more needed. So mm-hmm. that's why it's a great time for them. Uh, you know, our team between us, we have almost forty years of experience managing and developing coaching programs, curriculum. So that's where we are today. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that, and uh, it's um, interesting that what you said that usually with as teams start growing or even with the, with a smaller team, entrepreneurs are pretty much aware of the legalities and, and the things that you absolutely have to do, or else you'll be in trouble. And and the the team culture that that sort of a more things that are not really covered by law get left out and then you have to effectively deal with the pieces of when it all falls apart because it inevitably does if those things are not taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And they, you know, it, I described the uh, traditional HR products as, as defensive products. Mm. This is what you're doing so that you don't get in trouble, right? You're playing mm-hmm. defense. But uh, so the saying goes, the best defense is a good offense. So if you're really mm. out there creating programs to help build your people up, to help set these norms and make sure that everybody knows what they mean and practices them, which is the key difference between a lot of what happens. Because it's one to say like, this is what we, this is what we believe. It's another thing to say, this is what that looks like for us every single day. Like, how do we make Mm -hmm. decisions? Because we say this. So operationalizing these things is different ball game. And uh, that's where it can get tricky. And a lot of, uh, Founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, leaders, they don't know how to do this and they don't know how to, and a lot of people maybe even don't have the time to do it. Mm. So you need these things in place. And to your point, like things fall apart if you don't address these things. So to get ahead of it and play offense is an effective Mm. way of managing it. So what would you say is that entrepreneurs in your experience get wrong? most of the time when it comes to managing those teams and it does it only apply to mm-hmm. like bigger teams or at what stage should, should a, a company owner start thinking about employing your services? Sure. Yeah. Well, we, I would say the number one thing that we find founders and entrepreneurs get wrong or leaders in general is that they feel like their set of values and their cultural ideas will scale along with the business because they're at the mm-hmm. head and as, as founders, we, we, you know, I won't say that we are all in some way thinking like this, like we are creating this thing. And so it should be our, you know, our influence should, should follow mm-hmm. along with it. But these things don't scale automatically. Like you, it's mm-hmm. not going to work unless you are purposeful about it. Like anything else in life, like you wouldn't just mm-hmm. haphazardly go and set, you know, some, some random goals. You, you can't be adrift. You need to mm. create practices within the organization that foster this 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 culture, this connection between people mm. and how they how it shows up in the working life. So uh, we would say, you know, start doing it when you have ten people. Ten people is uh, a great number. I mean, if you have ten people, that your business is is you know, congratulations. This is it's a big step to get to ten people. Um, we have three right now. 
<laughs> so it's, uh, it's a great thing uh, to scale up. And when you have uh, a big enough group that there's some, you know, uh, you're 10 people, you're still, there's a lot of camaraderie, pretty, pretty close knit. Um, and you, you have a, you're working with everybody more. So you have a better sense of what they're like, but installing these behaviors and these ideas and it, really what we, part of our training is adopting a different way of thinking. And mm. when you adopt this different way of thinking, you become more intentional about the kinds of the way we plan for things, the way we, when somebody, the 11th person walks in our door and we're going to help them, or we're going to potentially hire them, bring, make them a part of our small organization. How do we talk to them? How do we mm. evaluate if that person is the right fit? Hiring mistakes cost so much money. It costs so much money. And they, and more importantly than the money, they, they waste time. And, and mm. if you get it really wrong, you can even set yourself back. So learning to do this earlier rather than later is what we encourage. Um, if it's a su super small team, chances are you're having these conversations a lot of the time already. And these, as you're, as you're just getting your footing, you know, it's something that you should have as part of the conversation. And that's why we have a lot of, you know, we're putting out some content for everybody to watch because I think if you're a, a, a small team, watch that, you know, Mm. adopt some of this stuff, um, pop into a zoom. We're hosting a weekly zoom, ask us questions. Um, you know, but once you get to that, you know, 10 people threshold, we like to think I'm to start creating those structures for success. Mm. And how does the process look like? You, you mentioned this, this coaching, um, the content that's available for small organizations. How, how do you help organizations that kind of have already, uh, the, the right size team, and or have already experienced some problems and need to resolve them? Mm -hmm. That's a, a great question because it's what initially drew me to build this and to, to reach out to people and, and get a team together to solve this problem. Um, what happens with a lot of software is that it gets dumped on people and mm -hmm. that's not great. And from a, uh, from a commercial perspective, which I have done for years, uh, the temptation is to just get out there and make sales and, you know, we have an, we always, everybody says we have a great onboarding team that's going to help you have success with our product. You'll have a dedicated person. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the thing that's lacking from a, from a strategic perspective is oftentimes the person is teaching you, Oh, well, if you have this particular plum, this is how you would address that in the software. We can help you get it set up, but they're not teaching you the strategy behind the software. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are differentiating ourselves is actually, you know, well, I had a, I had a person. I was describing this idea to them and, and, and what we're, what we've been doing. And she's like, well, where that breaks down is you can't assume that everybody is a good manager. And I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you for that feedback. I, I've clearly done a terrible job of explaining what this is. No, the <laughs> point is that we are going to come in and help your managers learn how to do this. So mm -hmm. we, right now uh, we're standardizing around a 12 week onboarding, which is pretty much unheard of, uh, in the market. Mm -hmm. Um, we are going to, we, we have a committed coach. Um, we have a, either myself or my co-founder, we actually just are, are bringing on our first, uh, our official, official coach. She's bringing in, um, a, a wealth of experience of her own, but we're, we're certifying her in our method to go in and work with new customers, new clients that come mm -hmm. into us and say, uh, we want to adopt these ways of being great. Here's a 12 week onboarding test. We're going to teach you everything that you need to know from a theoretical and a, and a strategic perspective 
and build some of these coaching skills and why we're doing this and how to talk about our how to with, how to talk about it with our team. And then after that, you get access to our software platform. And our mm-hmm. software platform allows you to implement and manage and track this coaching program. So you have people that are coming in here and doing a coaching session. You know, we have a, a, what should happen during a coaching session. Like this is this is language that everybody is familiar with, coaching, et cetera, mentorship, but they don't always know what it looks like to do that. Mm. So uh, that's really where we're, uh, that's the, that's the process. It's, it's, it's the training and the implementation. And then really, uh, we teach our customers to fish. We don't want them to have to come back whenever there's a small revision that they need to make, or Mm. we, we want them to go away from the 12 weeks thinking we got this. If there's a change we need to make, if something switches for our business, we need to be able to flex and be beatable. We can, we, we teach you all of this and then give you the tools to implement it successfully through the software. Mm, sounds great. I'm going to sort of, since we, we're about branding and naming and brands on smart branding, mm-hmm. as the name says, sure. um, I'm going to drop you it. a little bit into that. So let's start a bit with your own name. What was the process of, of selecting that name and why? Why did you say that? Oh, this is, I love this. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because uh, <laughs> the name for, for gomobi.work um, has been several iterations, but the key idea in our logo is a Mobius strip. Do you know this, this, this circle that goes all the way around itself? So mm-hmm. it's a, a circle with all sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that we like that symbol is because we believe that growth is never finished. As people, we're never done growing. Uh, we believe that the, the people that at least that we've met that have the greatest degree of inner peace and the greatest degree of personal development have come to the realization that it's a process that never ends. So that's where we draw the inspiration from our name for. And the reason that we uh, standardize around the go.work name is because we want people to know where to find us online. And we want people to know that we're focused on, on work. We want to, uh, we, I was just reading that the average person will spend a hundred out a hundred thousand hours up to a hundred fifty thousand hours of their life, which is a significant mm. portion of their adult life, which is not dedicated to sleeping, eating, other stuff. Uh, so we really want to our, part of our mission at GoMobi.work is to help people find a fulfilling path in their career because we spend so much time doing this. Mm. The what people want is changing, and they want fulfillment in their job, um, and so that's where. You know, are we just chose the dot work URL? Uh, we're sending everybody to where we are online, and hopefully that works well for them. Mm, great. And what once so now we're talking about branding, um, mm-hmm. and you were talking about coaching or you helping um, entrepreneurs coach and and create a good um, company structure and and generally. So it's more about within the organization. How does that translate into how then the business communicates with its customers? So to the outside world. Fabulous. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I was excited to talk about today, especially in the context of, of what your nurse can do. Um, mm-hmm. The way that we talk about coaching is that we're, we lead with the way we think about it. Um, and the way that we take an approach to coaching is that it's a it's a collaborative process where two people on an even playing field are meeting to to solve a problem. So coaching is about choosing the next aligned action, the next highest aligned action for people. And so what our, our personal core values are, are around that. We want to 
help people establish these collaborative ways of being, new ways of talking to each other. And uh, to use a big company example that people can look up and refer to, communicating the way you do business is what people, what is what brings people. We don't want to just buy any old thing. Maybe we do that sometimes to, to solve an immediate need. But mm. when we're looking to make a purchase, we're looking to interact with a company, we're developing our sense of what a brand is, we look to those core values. So those mm. companies that communicate their core values and their guiding principles really well, like I, I like to use Amazon as an example, because it's a company that's had the close growth. Mm. Amazon's mission, and anytime you interact with them on customer support, is that they want to be Earth's most customer-centric company. Mm. That's such a beautiful little tagline because as soon as you mm. go in and you're like, Hey, I opened this box. I don't know if, if I can return it, but they're like, no problem. Mm. We'll take it back. So the way that they make decisions, the way that they set up their business, they established a new standard for two day shipping. That's because they want to be earth's most customer centric company. And all the actions that they take are in alignment with that brand. Mm. So that's how we think about it. We, we want to convey to our clients, our potential clients that what we're doing is being your your partner. We want to hold hands. We want to go forward into this new way of being. We're working together to adopt new ways of being so that we can change the way work happens to make it more effective, more fulfilling, and less of a, a drain on our energy and more of something that, that gives us a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Mm. As you were saying that, I'm thinking that's in, that's a great example with uh, Amazon. I, I always, I don't know, when, when we think about successful branding, I always have Nike. In, in mind, but that's another, you know, one of those where like, it's, it's really clear that their mission and it's really throughout everything that you have about them. It's like, there's no doubt that's them and it's communicated really strongly. Um, but what about like, if somebody comes to you, can they use your services if they're not clear on what that mission is or do they absolutely have to have it clear? And then you can work on, you know, implementing that trickling down throughout the structure. Of the yeah. The beautiful part of our process is it starts off with a reevaluation of how clear that actually is. So that's step one. Uh, we bring any new customer that we bring in. That's the first thing that we look at. We sit down first with their leadership team. We say, do you have these documents? Most, most companies that are of, of a reasonable size have started to think about, we need a mission. We need a vision. We need a set of core values. But the differentiator. And, and so we would say to anybody listening, if you have that, great. If you don't, don't worry. We'll help you build. Uh, the, the, the key thing is that where that goes from there, because most companies have that, but it's a little sheet of paper that stays on the wall or something that's mm -hmm. framed. Maybe it looks good. But to the thing that is so interesting about this, that in, in our work with clients is that we, we always go in and part of the process is asking everybody in the company, even the employees, like we meet with every single employee, what does this look like to you? Mm. What does this core value look? What is this? If you say integrity, what does that mm. Some people might mean that might mean radical transparency and saying like, this is what's happening to somebody else. To mm. Somebody that might mean, uh, you know, a, a sense of really keen honesty. We are going to be honest in every one of our interactions. It means we do what we say. Mm. So everybody inter interprets these things differently, right? And unless you've sat down and asked people, what does this mean to you? You're going to have differing implementation. And that's where things can cross or, or miss each other. Uh, so that's a, that's a big part of, of what we do. Great question. Mm. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. And when it comes to like who can reach out to you and, and benefit from the services, we did mention that it's more like it starts around 10 people because I understandably before that it's a small organization, so communication is um, relatively easy and keeping all that together is easier. Even though I would say that like in, even in my personal experience, I've seen that it's it's a bit like with software when you're coding something and you want to think a few steps ahead because it changes how you build things when you have a bit of a vision of you know yes. where you're going. So in Absolutely. a very similar way, you can have a team of two, three, ten. And if you think ten is the limit, then fine. But if you think one day, you know, you have that vision that it's gonna be ten thousand, those ten would have to behave differently. So all that to say, what is the type of a um, uh, company size location that, that can reach out to you for help? Oh my goodness. Well, that's a lovely question, Tatiana. And what I would say is anybody that's listening to this, go ahead and reach out. We'll speak mm-hmm. to any of your listeners. It's always a beautiful opportunity to appear on a, on a podcast. And um, what I would say is at the very least, if, if it's not going to be a good fit to work together, let's at least get introduced because mm-hmm. we hope you have success. And if we're not fostering these connections, then, you know, it's, it's great to meet with entrepreneurs. It's great to meet with leaders. So let's talk about it. And it doesn't matter really what size it is. If you're a team of one, let's talk and we can chat for 15 minutes just about how you're thinking about developing these things. And if you're a team of five, great. Maybe maybe you want to start doing this earlier than that. Mm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful opportunity. Great. Well, I think that's... Oh, no, my last question. Like, yeah, what... Since mm-hmm. we're at the beginning of 2023 still... Mm. Um, I'm glad we stopped saying Happy New Year. <laughs> That's like, I'm like, all January, I'm always thinking like, okay, do we still say it or is it over? Now now it's clear. In February, I don't need to say that anymore. So, But we're still at the beginning of the year. So what, what are you working on um, this year? What, what are you looking forward to? What's exciting about what you do? Oh, man. That's uh, so many things. We are really excited about the launch of our software. Uh, we're looking uh, to make that it's the cornerstone of, of, of our work going into the next phase. And, you know, we've done some, a lot of consulting, but uh, the, the software is really what we're excited about having a in truly enduring impact and providing a thing that becomes what we've communicated as what we desire for the software is something where people log into it and they feel really mm-hmm. most people, when they log into something, they get stressed out. They're like, Oh boy, here we go. Got to <laughs> do all these things. So I want, we want people to feel relieved and we want them to leverage that relief to then generate excitement. Because if you have the space of relief, chances are you're going to feel a little bit more energy and excited mm-hmm. to do what you're about to do. So uh, seeing that people, people start to have that, that feeling that's going to be the biggest indicator of success for us. And, uh, you know, we're really just being consistent about what we're doing and uh, getting it out there. So it's a, it's a big year. We've, we've been open for about a year. So a lot of great growth in year one and excited for everything that year two has in store. Wonderful. Well, that's, that's great ending to to our podcast. Uh, Thank you for being our guest and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how you get on with launching the software. Thank you so much, Tatiana. Yes. I'm really looking forward to it also. Can't wait. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. Have a good day. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.